Are you looking for a friend? Need someone to attend a birthday party, wedding, or even a funeral? Then call 0123-FRIEND, and we will help you rent a friend. For two hours or more, we will loan you a friend at a fee, of course, to fulfill your friendship needs. For more information, call 0123-FRIEND. That's 0123-374-363. Let us help you convince your family and the world that you have friends. Hey, if you think friendships are hard, you're not alone. So do you want to introduce yourself? No. (laughs) I hate when I get asked that because then I'm like, I don't know what to say about myself. Do I say, hi, I'm Alfie and I'm an artist? Because I feel like that's the the identity or the descriptor that feels true. At the moment or truest? Truest. truest. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's go with hi. She's Alfie. She's an artist. And we're here talking about friendship. And we've been friends for... Please don't say the years. Please don't say the years. Every time I think about it, I'm just like, no. So we have been friends for a really long time. And Alfie graciously volunteered to be on the friendship episode. So So Alfie, I think I'll start this off. When's the last time you reflected on your friendship? I have this thing where when I, if I haven't spoken to you in six months, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I delete people's numbers. <laughs> you know what that might actually be a good practice because i feel like i tend to reflect on friendships when i feel some form of conflict yeah or like when i feel abandoned yeah then all of a sudden go into full existential mode and i'm just like are these friendships real is this is this what we're doing i know am i overreacting (laughs) um should i let go i have let me not say discovered but come to accept that I'm kind of hyper maternal <laughs> with the irony being I'm really awkward around kids, yeah. but I'm hyper maternal. So I kind of, to some extent, treat my friends like my kids. So I get really, really attached and kind yeah. of dig in. So I, I, I get that. Mm-hmm. I get that. I, and sort of takes me back to, unfortunately, mm. high school. Oh, gosh. And how everybody was very alpha lioness about their friend groups yeah like their defined social circles yes i remember like i was actually called stalin because i ventured outside my friend group first of all mm-hmm. how uncreative can people be right could you not find a black female something dictator are there none in the world i know right <laughs> Or at least just a black African one, you know, right? Like a black African one. Like, I would have settled for that. But no, you guys. And the weirdest thing is that the person who called me Stalin, and Mm -hmm. she better not sue me for this because it's a true story, I had known her for years. I guess I considered her as a friend, but that's like in the naive sense of the word friend. The way I look at friendship now and the way I looked at friendship when I was totally different. Yeah. Now I treat friendship like... You know, the Sims. Some are acquaintances. Some like your friends. That's the thing, right? Because I realized that I probably wouldn't say it directly, but I kind of wanted everybody to be like either like a really good friend or a really close friend. Yeah. Despite the fact that 
my gut instinct is always just have like a really small group of like good yeah. loyal people but there's something in my brain that's like optimistic happy child that's like everybody needs to be my friend but at some point i was like you know what it's really not a bad idea to just have some people who you just say, "Hey, how's it going? How's the family?" and kind of end there. Like exactly. you you don't talk over weekends, you just talk when you see each other and it's just nice. It's there's no pretense. There's no <laughs> trying to make a friendship where there isn't one. I sort of Marie Kondo my friendships, which makes sense. Does it spark joy in my life? Then no, thank you. You yeah. have served your purpose. Mhm. I think that's a healthy way to approach things is giving people those categories. I think people dog on categorizing things just cuz it seems mm. quite rigid, but it gives you peace of mind because then your brain just knows that okay, this is who this person is to me and that's okay. They don't have to be any more, they don't have to be any less. But I also find like when you do that, people tend to get offended. Yeah. So I've I've had instances where something happens like in my life and I'll tell a certain group of people because yeah, we're friends. Mm-hmm. Um I might not tell another set of people and it'd be like, "Oh, you didn't tell me. So what? Am I not your friend?" And I'm like, I, I just wasn't telling everybody about this thing that was happening in my life and it's like, "I'm not everybody. I'm a somebody and I should know what's going on in your the life." The entitlement. The entitlement. The audacity. The goal. So yeah, so you know I kind of get to the point where I'm just like, we're friends, mm-hmm. but like, are we friends, friends, or are we friends who occasionally check in on each other? Do you know what's going on in my life? Do I know what's going Do we even care about what's going on in each other's life? I think what makes it so tricky is that people who you have that appropriate relationship with, and I was thinking of somebody, is that let's call them yellow. So if yellow and I need to chat about anything, it's pretty brief. It's like just an encounter, whatever it is, but we're not deep into knowing what's going on in each other's life. I think it's definitely more than acquaintances yeah. but it's not like the way you and i talk where yeah. it's like every single thing that happens and you're like um dude so this just happened and i don't know how to feel about it everybody needs that sort of that definition of your friends because i, I don't know i just feel like i'm at a space where i genuinely don't believe that everybody can be my friend and i can't be everybody's friend friendship for me is very weird mm-hmm. and um and I'm like, okay, so we're friends, we're acquaintances, or as, as somebody put it, it's like you're acquaintances, then you're like close friends or something in between, and then there's like really intimate friends. Mm-hmm. And for some people, I'm just like, I don't feel that level of intimacy. And mm-hmm. for anyone who's listening, I don't mean like intimacy in a sexual sort of nature like get your mind out of the gutter (laughs) i just mean like can i be vulnerable with this person Mm -hmm. and if not is it i'm okay with sort of like downgrading you like for an episode of the sims like if you don't talk to a certain character i think there used to be a point where you downgraded Mm. in friendship and i I mean, I could be wrong. It's been a while since I've played it. But I like, feel like it is, because yeah. you have to maintain those things you anyway. You do have to maintain those things. But it feels like when people say, oh, you didn't tell me about this thing that happened to you, it feels more like a um, like a talking point or a mm. gossip point more than it does, I'm concerned about how you're feeling. Because another thing I learned, and I learned this in high school, is that 
You're not always going to be someone's confidant about everything, and that's okay. But being supportive of like, hey, maybe you should go talk to your mom just because like, oh, I know that for mm. this particular friend, for Magenta, Magenta and her mom are really close and that's like her sanctuary. So I know that, okay, even if they don't tell me, at least if they're better, that works. But when people start to go, oh, I don't know all the intimate details of your life, it feels kind of shady. I get that too, because I've had, and I told you about this experience where mm-hmm. I've, I've been with somebody and they have blatantly, without shame, just given me the CNN details on other people's lives. And I'm just like, I don't know if I should be telling you anything because I'm not assured that what I'm confiding in you mm-hmm. um, is going to stay between the two of us. Right. Or will it just end up spread across the universe? I don't know if it's just girls who are like that or is guys treat friendship very differently. Because I, I look at guys and they'll be like, yeah, that's my mate. And I'm like, okay, but when's the last time you actually spoke to that person? So do they count as your friend or are you just being polite and saying they're your friend? Guys have a weird view of intimacy. And I mean that in like a very generalized yeah. Thing. This is purely observation, I also have to say, because the inner workings of male friendship is something that, <laughs> one, yeah. it's... It's complicated. It's very complicated. But, I don't know, I think intimacy in male friendships is very weird or very rare, one. And two, for them, um, having a friendship doesn't really, or having a close friendship, I should say, mm-hmm. doesn't really mean being in communication. It doesn't mean, like... The way girls will talk and like at the end of the day just be like oh my gosh you won't believe the day that i had da, da, da. yeah it's not always like that yeah so there's, i from what i see it seems like there's a little bit more distance there when do you know like from your point of view yeah when do you know that okay this friendship mm-hmm. has served its purpose that's a really tricky question to be very honest with you Particularly because, like I mentioned, very small group of like friends who I keep in touch with and who I'm close to. Yeah. So it feels like usually people kind of figure out that they're done with me as a friend. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's this really fascinating trend. Usually there's some distance there, whether it's like we live in different countries or they just had to do their own thing, as everybody does. But it's that kind of a thing where you reach out once in a while, hey, hope you're good, was thinking about you today, which usually for people who are still friendly with you, even if they reply two days later, they're like, oh my gosh, it was so nice to hear from you. How are you? I miss you. (laughs) I saw this thing the other day and it reminded me of you. But from the ones who have exited, it's Mm -hmm. usually just like going ghost at some point okay i ghost people i'm a ghoster like i have learned that about myself like i hate Mm -hmm. when people do it to me but i am a ghoster and i realize that it's for me it's an anxious response Mm -hmm. so i it's not that i don't like confrontation i don't mind confrontation Mm -hmm. i'm just very mean when confronted okay like if someone comes and I'm just going to be like you, you know you just you don't want me to like go off right now. 
You're in defense mode. Like I'm in defense mode. Like mm-hmm. I, I go into defense mode. And it, for me, I, I've, I've come to realize that it's an anxious response. Mm-hmm. So when somebody comes to me and they're like this, and because you're here, let's touch on our story. <laughs> um, so me and you had a tiff. Yep. <laughs> we, did. We, we call it a tiff. We'll call it a tiff. <laughs> but it lasted like it lasted a, a little while. Yeah. And then some. Yep. When I look back now, I was like, I'm handling my own life and I'm moving around in my life mm-hmm. blindly. Mm-hmm. And then you're coming to me and you're like, this is the situation. And all I was hearing was, it's your fault that I'm in this situation. And I'm like, I can't hold on mm-hmm. to what you have and yeah. make that my problem when I'm going through my own problems mm-hmm. and trying to figure out my own life. And I was just like, I'm so mad. Yeah. I'm so mad. Yeah. And I'm just like, she made me put on clothes. <laughs> she could have just come to my house and told me all this while I was in my pajamas and some crusty-eyed stuff. <laughs> like, I didn't have to get dressed. Yeah. And I think that was, like, the first time we ever, like, that's butted first, heads. Yes. Like, that's the first time we've ever genuinely butted heads. So you had called me afterwards, and I was just like, figure out your life, because I can't do this. <laughs> like, why are you making me do this? But at that point, like, just for everyone else to know, we were still, like, both in yes. full defense mode so <laughs> like, it was kind of like a like, i'm salvaging this relationship but i'm still mad at you <laughs> you know somebody actually tried to intervene and i don't know if you know this i don't actually <laughs> somebody, I don't somebody actually tried to intervene so we end up at this thing together and somebody comes to me and they're like you guys have to talk to each other you can't let so many years of friendship just go down the drain and mm-hmm. you know they tried to like be rational with me and i was yeah. just like how dare you <laughs> first of all first of all how dare you exactly the, mm-hmm. the beauty of that that event was it was outside yep and we didn't really need to be like next to each we other or anything be, uh, so i was like one end of the yard <laughs> <laughs> And the host mm-hmm. of the event is like, are you okay? <laughs> oh, no. Like, oh, no. I feel so bad now. I, I'm trying here. <laughs> like, I'm genuinely trying. And I put her in such an awkward situation because she's like, I don't know if I can be friends with this person because I know you're mad at them. And mm-hmm. she's like, I don't know if I can be friends with her because you're mad at her. Right. And I was just like, I don't care. You can do whatever you want. If you mm-hmm. want to pick sides, pick sides. If you you know want to be friends with both of us, just be friends with both of us. Yeah. And you know what the the funniest thing about that event was? In my mind, I was like, oh, I think I'm still, I'm the only one who's still, like, really upset. <laughs> no, I was upset. <laughs> I'm very good at hiding when I'm upset. I'll be like, I'm upset. I need but the- I will smile. Like, I will smile at you and you will think, like, oh, my God, she's, like, over We're, still, we're like, good. We're good. And I'll be like, first, ask me to save your life. Then you figure out whether we're good or not. This is that mean girls moment of, <laughs> oh, I love your skirt. Yes. That's the yes. ugliest freaking skirt ever. <laughs> also, apparently, I've just been having tiffs with friends in adulthood. And it's very weird to navigate. The joys of adult friendship, guys. <laughs> like, come on. So when Red and yeah. I um, would meet and there's like other friends there or other mutuals around and Red says hello, I'd just be like, nope. 
We're not, I'm not <laughs> engaging in this. Like I, I turn full brat and my head just like turns and I'm like, nope, this is no, this is not my portion. I will talk to the person next to them, but I will pretend that red doesn't exist. And <laughs> like you are a ghost. You're even worse than a ghost because at least a ghost is a possibility of being seen. Like, exactly. You're one of those invisible things. <laughs> You are basically just someone's imaginary friend at this point. Guys, that's worse than being a ghost. An imaginary friend. Mm-hmm. At least we know ghosts exist. Exactly. Imaginary also, this is the one friend whose phone number I purposefully deleted from one of my phones. Ooh. I was really, really upset. Like, no. But yeah, I do think part of the reason, because I... No, I didn't delete your number. So... <gasps> I didn't. <laughs> Wait, did Sorry. You? I'm sorry. I did. Oh! Dude, I did. oh! It was from one phone. I'm so sorry, but I was mad. I know. I was mad, but I wasn't like... like but, yeah. funny enough, I didn't delete the chats. Like, it wasn't like a complete erasure. It was just... I, I don't want to go through my archive and see this person's name. Phone number is fine. But with red, bro. I, I, rampage. It was just like, delete, 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 delete. Everything. The earliest conversation you can find is probably two, three months ago. Wow. Yeah. It was intense. Like, I, I know I said, like, I'll spring clean my phone. But, like, mm-hmm. if I genuinely don't miss a person... Like, if I haven't, like, I know I said I hadn't talked to Indigo in, like, two months. Mm-hmm. But let's say, like, the new year came in and I'm doing my little spring cleaning. And I'd be like, I would probably only keep Indigo's number because it's business related. Mm-hmm. But would I talk to Indigo? No. Like, sometimes you can feel it in your gut. And that's why I am with Indigo. I'm like, my spirit is just saying no to this, yep. this friendship. And I don't want to be horrible. But at the same time, I don't want to put myself in a situation where I can't have honest and frank conversations with you. And I'm worried about that. What is mm-hmm. your worst friendship traits so like if you've been listening you've probably picked up on mine i'm needy (laughs) i also i don't care but i care but i don't care i'm in a space where i'm trying to get better at this but i am the center of the universe oh so yes (laughs) if it takes you two days to reply to me just know that in my head, every single Alfie who has ever existed is just like, mm-hmm, I told you she was going to do that. Don't mm-hmm. like you like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which logically, like very logically, I know is not true. Because in my mind, I'm just like, yeah, probably busy. It's one of those things. Yeah. Like my mind can rationalize it, but I don't want to say my heart, but my emotional center is just like going haywire. Just all the all the bells, all oh, the whistles. Every single it's all a five sirens. alarm fire. It's 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 that bad. So but I think the good thing about it is I don't um I don't hold on to it or I try yeah. not to. So like if it does take a while and then you do respond or something, I'm like eh, I kind of forget about it. So getting better at that. I think my other trait that might not be the best is 
I avoid confrontation pretty much. Like I, I, <laughs> I am conflict avoidant, and I will say that straight up. She is very proud of that, guys. Yep, <laughs> saying it out loud and proud. I am, but within that space, it's also I find it quite challenging to give feedback in a sense. Yeah. Like I said, part of the reason I'm exploring conflict in my adult friendships and that it's come so late for me is that I'm getting to the point where I'm like. I don't like how you spoke to me last week. You should not do that to me again. Please don't. For your own safety. <laughs> you keep your hands and legs where you can see them. <laughs> but it's that, yeah. It's 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 those two things. But like you know, so you're talking about toxicity. Mm-hmm. Toxicity? Yeah, English. We'll the toxicity me. in yeah. our city. Yeah. How do you deal mm-hmm. with the toxic friends in your life? Because I came across this thing and I thought it was really interesting. Because mm-hmm. I did a little research, so I wasn't talking out of my ass. <laughs> we like um, research. So it, it's called <clears throat> it's called the Grey Rock Method, which mm-hmm. involves communicating in an uninteresting way when interacting with abusive or mm-hmm. manipulative people. The name Grey Rock refers to how those using this approach become unresponsive, similar to a rock. Mm-hmm. People use the Grey Rock method mm-hmm. as a coping mechanism for, for emotional abuse. Emotional abuse includes any behavior that a person uses to exert dominance and control over someone else. Mm-hmm. So basically, they're just saying, like, be the most boring person mm-hmm. that you can possibly be. And I think I tried this the other day and I told you the story about this. I got this very passive aggressive response because this person calls me up and they're like, um, no, it wasn't even just that one time. They called me up a couple of times and they're always mm-hmm. asking me for something. They're like, you know, I need this. And I'm like, I don't have this. I need this. And I'm like, I don't have this. I need, yeah. Where can I find this? And it's like, I don't know. So it's like the person made this very snarky um, remark. Ah, uh, yes. My and little I, Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, Queen Elizabeth at her best. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I need you again perfect tiktok sound to back Back up because it's like you're just nitpicking Mm -hmm. and it's making it very hard for me to want to be your friend right now i know people be like what do you look for in a friend support blah 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 Mm -hmm. if you're one of those people who likes acronyms it'd be like f is for fabulous <laughs> R is for reliable Yes And so on and so forth But mm-hmm. I'm not a working encyclopedia So I won't know what the other letters stand for But you know right. that, Those kind of people mm-hmm. And I'm just like I'm looking for mm-hmm. Friendtimacy mm-hmm. I will link the, the TED talk and everything But this lady Let me see if I can find her name Her name is Shasta Nelson. One of the questions you asked is, how fulfilling are your friendships? Mm-hmm. And I was like, some of them, we would take garden shears to them and just like watch those babies drop. But then she also goes on to say, there's this level of intimacy. We go back to word intimacy, but mm-hmm. what she calls it is friend intimacy. And it's when both people in this 
friendship or relationship feel seen or safe in a satisfying way and she's saying mm-hmm. there's like three things that you need she's got this whole triangle thing going on there's you, three pillars I yeah there's that three much. there's three pillars and it's positivity and i guess that's are you you know this level of positivity brings satisfaction into your life it's the Marie Kondo thing yeah, does it's like this a, spark joy yeah, does this spark joy so mm-hmm. yeah so you, that's like your base and then in your side you've got consistency so it's like are you uh, are you safe? Are you putting mm-hmm. in the hours yeah. into the? F- and then it's like vulnerability. And mm-hmm. are you seen? Can you share not only like your highs and your lows, but like your dreams? Are you open with this person and whatever? Mm-hmm. And so when I look back and I'm thinking, okay, I know we're not supposed to compare um, friends, but when I look back at certain people, like I'd say you and I have a good, yeah, you know, level for sure on, on the stuff. But then I look at Indigo and I'm like. <laughs> I'm like vulnerability i can't be vulnerable with this person because she got you know mm-hmm. cnn on speed down right is there consistency there isn't consistency because like i say i haven't spoken to this person like in months right and then at the same time you're like is it a positive friendship and i'm like no because i just feel a certain way around these people and and mm-hmm. and she's not the only one so i've i've cut out a lot of people from my life when mm-hmm. we were kids i don't know if you used to get this was like you gotta be nice to everyone because you don't know where they're gonna end up and you don't know where you're oh gonna my end gosh. up and everybody needs to be nice to everyone and da, 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 da. and you're just like guys you can end up as the ceo of tesla mm-hmm. and i still won't talk to you that's the thing right a personality is a personality exactly. whether you earn two kwacha or a million dollars and I think that's that's pretty much what Chesto is getting towards is that regardless of where someone ends up or what they what they study, what they do, what really matters when it comes to intimacy in friendships, family, um, romantic relationships is who the person is. Exactly. Much as you probably like that someone buys you like expensive bottles at a club, <laughs> if their personality is crap, there's no actual friendship there. Exactly. It's so for me, I guess that's how I've now, like I've always said, like I'm Marie Kondo, my friendships, mm-hmm. the same way I try to Marie Kondo my closet, but it just ends up a hot mess. But I Marie Kondo my friendships and I'm just like, I don't want to be in situations. And it's not just with Indigo, mm-hmm. it's with a whole bunch of other people. Yeah. And I just, I've found that I'm a lot happier. I'm not sad about it and i don't feel like i'm lacking anything and i feel mm-hmm. like if i could go back and you know how they tell you oh, what would you tell your younger self and whatever yeah cut them off yeah just cut them off right at the root and i think that that narrative that you explained the whole like you don't know where people are gonna end up maybe not just in a financial sense but just generally speaking i think that's why at some point at least in mid-twenties, it felt like a very difficult thing to mm-hmm. cut someone off because you're just like, oh, I don't know what this person will mean to me soon enough. Especially when you consider we're in Lusaka, Zambia, and it's a very large, small city. You will literally bump into a relative of your friend who you've never met, mm-hmm. but somehow everybody just knows each other. So that narrative of you never know where people are going to end up just you you kind of internalize it. It's yeah. not something you consciously think about, but you internalize it and you kind of want to be on good terms with absolutely everybody. Absolutely everybody. Which and we mistake for being a friend. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when I think about it, the misery is not worth it. It, it never is. It's not worth it. So it, you're better off, you know, friendless, but at least you have the peace of mind. That's true. But like, and this is kind of what I wanted to, to take a stab at, is that when you're in your younger years, let's, let's go with 21, 23-ish yeah. and younger, there's this thing about popularity that tends yeah. to make people... I don't want to say seem because we all know, like we've all seen popular people do really shady things all over the, the years. Time. But for some, it's like, um, it's like when a politician does something wrong, it's kind of forgivable. Mm-hmm. No, not forgivable. It's swept under the rug. That's yes. it. That's it. So what you're left with is kind of this like glowing personality. It's either that they're wealthy, they're pretty, they get the latest stuff, whatever it is that makes them popular seems to be like the only quality people will care about, even though they know about all the, all the shady stuff, Mm -hmm. but that just that proximity to popularity and everybody's kind of like, Oh, if the popular kid quote unquote likes me even if it's kind of in a bullying sense but they keep you close (laughs) the two-faced friend thing Mm. you suddenly feel like oh my gosh i'm so cool which is the worst thing to be in school you should be weird
I was never concerned. I guess not that I was never concerned with being liked. Like I wanted to be liked. Yeah. Like I changed myself. Like I people won't believe this now, but I was really soft as a child. But then I was an only child for a very, very long time. Yeah. So when I you know, was put into the social setting of, you know, primary school. It's like, you can't be, like, upset about everything. I realized, I'm like, because I've had to bottle up my emotions Mm -hmm. um, to please my friend groups and my, you know, all these people Mm -hmm. I have been friends with, Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is your social circle my social circle which has just triggered another memory but let me finish this point mm-hmm. I just somehow don't know how to deal with my emotions when it comes to friends so mm-hmm. it's like when I say I was like mad at you I'm like mm-hmm. I'm gonna be mad and I'm allowed to be mad and I'm gonna live yeah. in this madness and nobody's gonna tell me that I can't be mad because she's my friend and da, da, da. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna be mad Yeah, and it's funny that I yeah. do that now, but when we we were in high school, and I have no shame in saying this, we not we because we sounds like it was collectively agreed upon. Yeah, there was this thing that people liked doing called a frank talk. Oh gosh. <laughs> okay. Oh, and people get got really hype about I that know. stuff. And I remember this one particular one was after the seniors had graduated and then we were now the seniors. Mm-hmm. Or what was it that was? Sugo. It was like the day after, the day they graduated, the wasn't it? The day they graduated. Yeah, I remember and we that. Were, and then somebody, ha- I'm, I'm sorry, whoever this person is, but I'm going to out you. You decided to have a frank talk. And this is what I remember about this frank talk. Yeah. Is that we would go around, they'll be like, Alfie, does anyone have anything to say about Alfie? Oh, yeah. And, you know, people would say, you know, Alfie, I think you're really nice. No, Mm -hmm. no, no, that's not what we mean. (laughs) (laughs) They wanted, like, the dirt. They wanted blood. Yes. These people wanted blood. This wasn't even dirt. It was blood. And if I remember that day properly, it was a frenzy. Like, it was a... It was a proper frenzy. It was a proper frenzy. And what I remember, I don't remember who said this, but what I particularly remember about Mm -hmm. that session, let's call it a session, was somebody was like, you need to care more about what people think about you. And I was like, but why? (laughs) Because all, yeah, but why? Because all my life, or that point yeah. up to what was i at that point 15 16 mm-hmm. i'd come from a situation where people are like you're too emotional my friends are like you're too emotional mm-hmm. you you got a robot in you can't be too sensitive yeah then you come here and you're like you don't care enough so we're gonna need you to like care a bit more about what because i and then when i look back at it now it was like Oh, so you wanted reactions out of me. So you were, you know, you'd call me a Stalin and I was like, oh, I don't care. But I mean, I care that you didn't pick an African dictator, but I don't care that you called me a Stalin. And it definitely wasn't like a safe kind of a thing where a friend comes to you and they're like, you know, you can talk to me, right? Yeah. It was more like, I want to be the reason you cry. Yes. Like, I feel like that's the vibe I got from some people around that age was that. I want to see you in pain. Yes. And that's the kind of emotional reaction that I want because we were happy a lot of the times. Like I think some, when I think of some of the clear memories I had, I think we bonded over music. Yes. So there was one day 
middle of the week maybe because i know we were wearing uniform and we were just like singing a song together and it was chill it's a good time that's definitely showing emotion yes but what they wanted was definitely people wanted blood uh, they wanted blood they wanted power in the most cowardly way possible i don't i don't think i ever told you about this but it did happen in high school we were in the dorms i think you guys were in the like the grade 12 dorms at the time mm. there were so many mm-hmm. of us and i had just just joined so but it was like nighttime i was in the little common area and i was drawing and i was with two other girls and i remember getting kind of emotional about a family situation mm-hmm. and i was like deep in it and this other girl was just like why are you being emotional about that it happens to everybody and in my mind now i think i cried that day i'm very sure that i cried probably you cried like, but I, there were a lot of tears oh, i wish it oh yeah but i think Moments like that, even like going further, like further, further back Mm -hmm. are probably the reason my gut just kind of takes over when I feel when I feel like someone's vibe is off. Like when they have popular girl syndrome, my gut will just go, you are not about to share anything about yourself. So I go gray rock. I I will turn into the most boring person. Yep, I go home. I sleep. I do the I sleep. I watch TV. That's it. What are you watching on Netflix? Friends. It's that defense mechanism because you know that with some people, when they want you to be vulnerable, it's because they want to feel either better than you or mm. just just want to feel some sort of power over you. I don't think you should feel small in a friendship. Exactly. Friendship should not be a power dynamic. And I feel no. with a lot of people, friendship, at least on two occasions in the last five years, Yeah, my friendship... Well, have been this power dynamic so it's how can i knock you down a couple of pegs i think i'm just okay with letting people go yeah i've i've realized that you know some people are like you know seasons this season we were best of mates and whatever and other times people are just like they're there but they're there for you in small doses and you must be okay with that Mm -hmm. but what would you tell your younger self about friends I think pretty early on, I'd just be like, find your tribe. Like, find people who don't make you feel weird. Yeah. I had this moment of realization pretty recently, right? So, friends and I are taking a road trip. We've all put songs in a playlist for driving and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, all sorts of things. There was like, there was Taylor Swift, there was Masego, all like different genres, right? So, the song that I put was Back from the Dead by Hailstorm. Yeah. And it literally starts with Lizzie Hale screaming, I'm back from the dead. And it's like a proper rock song, right? Yeah. In my head, I was gripping the steering wheel when this song came on, and I was like, oh crap. I probably shouldn't have put this song in this playlist. This is not what I was supposed to do. Their reaction was just like, oh, I like where this is going. And in my head, I was just like, is this what it feels like to just not feel like... Feel guilty about stuff. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I kind of prefer to be friends with older people. Because I, I, I feel like when you get older, yeah. at least for most people, you might have not figured it all out, but you figured out enough to be... Mm-hmm. A stable, reliable person. I think it's also finding... Because older can be tricky. Yeah. Like, it can definitely be tricky. But it's also... Older women. Yeah. Not older men. I'm sorry. Even in the realm of older women. But I think the real trick there is finding people who are not sure of themselves, but are kind of centered within themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, they feel like whoever you are is whoever you are. Yeah. You're 
just because, say, for example, you drive a car, it doesn't mean that suddenly the car that they drive is not um, is not worth it or whatever it is. There's no comparison going on. Mm-hmm. There's just like a genuine friendship or like a mentorship. Yeah, and you really don't want, at least from my experience, I really don't want to be in the comparison friendships. You find yourself competing with somebody that isn't even competing with you. It's like being angry. It's exhausting. The usual lightning round. So five questions. Quick answers. First thing that comes to mind. These are some randomly (laughs) generated questions. Question number one. What song best describes our friendship? Wow. I have no idea. (laughs) The first thing I can think of is like probably some One Direction song somewhere. Probably. Maybe History. I feel like History is a good one. That is a good one. We've got history. <laughs> we do have history. We have, we have history. a lot of history. We have history. So that's always a good one. That's a good one. And number two. What did you learn from our friendship breakup? So funny enough... I don't think I like fully processed it or fully learned from it until now. Yeah. And I think that's probably just to do with maturity, really. But the big thing I learned is when you feel like someone is responsible for your feelings or you feeling some way. Yeah. The best thing for you to do is not to like point and say, you hurt me, you made me feel this way, da 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 da, but kind of walk with them along the journey of kind of going, hey, you know, when you said this, it I didn't didn't feel so great or like there's something going on. So then you're both trying to figure out why something made you feel a certain way as opposed to just unloading the burden on someone else. Question number three, what mm-hmm. is something you think I am learning from you? Ruthless optimism, which is weird <laughs> because I'm a skeptic. <laughs> But I'm optimistic about everyone else. Yeah, very, very optimistic. And I always think I I really should learn how to be an optimist. But I'm a terrible pessimist. (laughs) Very practical pessimist. I understand this because I realize that I have like two warring sides. Like one is super pragmatic and practical and this is how things should go. And then the other one is just like, what if daisies grew on the roof? (laughs) But it's always good to have an optimist side to you. I think it balances out our friendship as well, though. Which is really nice. Question number four. So, Mm -hmm. three wishes for all of your friends. Joy. Okay. Growth. I think community. Okay. Whatever they fashion it to be. Whether that's family or like family and friends or just friends. Whatever it is. Community. Whatever floats their boat. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, question number five what is something all your friends should take away from a friendship with you oh wow yeah I don't know <laughs> I really don't know like I think maybe I need to do like a, a sit down with my friends and just be like well, what, what does this friendship mean to you because <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I don't think I think about our friendships in like a very, very conscious way. Yeah. I know they mean a lot to me. Like they're they're a very big thing to me because only child, I don't have siblings to feel that kind of affection yeah. for. So that transfers on to my friends. 
maybe intimacy. Okay. Yeah. Which is always good. It is. Especially with friendships. It's always really good. If anyone wants to catch you, where can they catch you? I am at phoenixalfie.art on Instagram. Woo-woo. So you heard that. So if you want to go and like spam her page, her art page and whatever, and whatever, you can do that. <laughs> but yeah, this has been, hey, am, am I, I alone, alone here? here? <laughs> yes. So this Ooh. has been, hey, am I alone here? And we'll catch you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hey, Am I Alone Here? Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and interact with us on our socials. Details in the show notes. Bye.